up, everybody, and welcome back into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back for episode number 74. A big episode to get into here today, big show today. And to help us through the big show, of course, to my right, it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Is Clarendon in the middle of Arlington County? I just think it's where the epicenter of the things that happen in Arlington County. I'm not sure, like, geographically. Obviously, I'm not going to be your expert on that. <laughs> but I do think, in terms of what's happening in the world, it's the uh, it's Wow, the of the world? Wow. Well, maybe, okay. All right. Maybe not the world. Definitely Arlington County. Uh, to my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? In the center of Farley's world. <laughs> Right. Uh, also, uh, Joanna is the heart in the middle of the body. No, no, I realize that. Good point. I realize mm-hmm. that as well. But I was, I was curious. I think both of you needed to call me in much earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we need to introduce Docs to uh, uh, first in in this show. But that we would never do that. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want to break uh, our habits of of seventy four shows. Now mm-hmm. we haven't been doing it for seventy four shows. That's true. Well, probably about sixty five of them. Nope. I'd say. Joanna is going to give a sticker to the first person who calls the number and tells us when we started with that tradition. Okay. A sticker goes to that uh-huh. person who calls us at 703-371-9409. Uh, that's our Pace the Nation telephone number. You can call us. You can text us. Uh, we will either respond or play your uh, message on the show. Let's, let's be honest as well. There, there's been some questions. Farley has this phone in his possession at yeah. all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anybody who's who's hoping that there's going to be a, a reasonable response, right? Uh, <laughs> it might be weekly. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to uh, pass the phone around because you're 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 right in that. <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe maybe we'll 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 divvy up those duties. We'll play telephone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we will get into that. A, a couple of voicemails, some texts. Uh, to our phone number at 703-371-9409. That's the Pace the Nation hotline. Wait, people can text too? Yeah, you can text. Oh. I, I got a text this, uh, this past week, or we got a text, I should say. Mm-hmm. Told you. Uh, this past week. I, I was actually trying to keep it a little bit of a secret who's was handling the phone. Well, it's out there now. Well, I know you wanted to keep it a secret who would handle the phone, but uh, I just felt like people would feel neglected. Yeah, you're pr- you're probably right. Let's let's set their expectations because yeah. Well, we definitely want you to call us. We'll review it on a weekly basis, Docs, and either read it on the main show or the tweets show. I think mm-hmm. it's still a fluid situation. Mm-hmm. If your show, if your call is really good, you will definitely make the the main show. Pressure, <laughs> <laughs> but do uh, do reach out to us. We always love the interaction. Uh, phone, uh, email, of course, is pacethenation at gmail.com, and you can tweet us always at pacethenation. Why are we doing all this business up front? I know. All right. All right. <laughs> we let, got a party to go let, to? Let, let me get through these other uh, agenda items here, and ah, we'll get through with more the business. business. We'll get through with the business. Uh, on today's show, excited to be joined by Rick Nealis. He's the race director of the Marine Corps Marathon. We are 30 days out from mm-hmm. Marine Corps. Uh, Marine Corps Marathon and Marine Corps 10K. We've got exciting things happening a partnership with Brooks Running and uh, and the Marine Corps Marathon that, that Pacers Running has. And we will talk about that with Rick. And, uh, you know, it, it has to do with you being able to pick up your packet in, in our stores. So that's really exciting. We'll talk about the race 
where you can pick up your packets and many things more with Rick Nealis, the race director of the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, also, I was rubbing elbows with some Olympic athletes last night. I want to let you guys know um, how that went and about that uh, exciting experience for me. Yeah, I noticed you spent more time with them than you did at my birthday party. Thanks. I, I know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I do feel awful that I wasn't able to make your birthday party. Mm-hmm. And I told you actions speak louder than words. <laughs> I am sorry. Uh, Joanna, can you help us out here? It's getting awkward. Joanna didn't even show up to my birthday party. <laughs> All right, so she's as bad as I am. Well, to be fair, I was across the country. True. Well, there was two opportunities for Doc's birthday party. Uh, one was a Pace the Nation happy hour and a, uh, an event with, with a lot of our, our, our buddies that went off very well uh, earlier this month. And then this past weekend, uh, Docs went to Charlottesville with uh, dozens of, of folks that were, we, we ran with in college. Yeah. And, you, and you saw a cross-country meet there. I, wanted to get I did. In, I wanted to get into that uh, later on in the, uh, in the program. Oh, you don't yeah. want to hear me talk now. No, let's do it now. How, how was the meet? First of all, it was no different than when we were in college. Okay. They had Cavman out there. The uh, mascot. The mascot. They had uh, cheerleaders on the course. <laughs> like the uh, cheerleaders who were at the football game the next day? Well, actually, we did have a discussion about okay. how these might be the freshman cheerleaders oh, okay. hoping to make the main <laughs> right, squad. Right, right. Wait, uh, are you being serious? You, couldn't, you didn't have cheerleaders at cross-country meets? There's pictures. They did. There's pictures. They did now, but we did not then. No, like, we didn't. Like, I don't even think my parents came to the meets when, <laughs> when I was in college, and now they have like... Cheerleaders? What did they cheer? Where do they sit on the course? They, well, the, the, it's a very spectator-friendly course down okay. in Charlottesville, so you come by like uh, three or four times. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's, not like, it's not like running a track, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, uh, it's more like running a clover Okay, uh, where you go out and, and, and do loops like that. The best thing was when I showed up, they were throwing T-shirts out to the crowd, Wow! which was just my friends. <laughs> and so they were throwing T-shirts there, and they had enough shirts for all those guys. But then Raymond and I walked up behind them. We're like, hey, can we get one? So they turned around and threw them to us. So one of our friends who came the longest, he came out from California. He didn't get a T-shirt. <laughs> and he was, he was mad the whole time. He was like, I came all the way from California. Yeah. Didn't get what, a T-shirt. What size was your T-shirt? Perfect size. Really? It, it really fit right, yeah. That's that's unbelievable. I love perfect yeah. size. Because normally they just like, th- they're like extra yeah. large. Double axes. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're just, they're legit Virginia t-shirts. You would wear it. Yes. Nice. It, like, also, like, you, you go to a baseball game, you're like, oh, give me a shirt, give me a shirt. And then it's like a big Geico ad. Right. Like, it's, you know, like, it's like <laughs> something that it. you don't want to wear. Uh, so why all the pomp and circumstance for Virginia cross country meet? Oh, I'm not done. Oh, there was more. This is just the way we do it now. There was a, a bluegrass band playing at the finish line. What? Yeah, they had the the big uh, V with the sabers on it painted on the start line, which is, so it looked like an end zone or it looked like the 50 yard line of a football game. Was this a, a special meet or just a just an, a mm. meet? Like it wasn't well, homecoming. Have, it wasn't like homecoming or something like that. Well, they only have one. I think they only host one race a year. I think they, there might be two. And then they, but well, they also do uh, uh, pre nationals or regionals or whatever okay. it is. So I don't know. I think you know they had some big teams out. Syracuse came down. Uh, BYU was out there. Syracuse, the defending national champions. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Stanford. Uh, a huge uh, Stanford there they, Stanford they didn't even show yeah. uh, I mean <laughs> I don't know if they ran their top guys but Stanford was there yeah. yeah but I will say and and I'm burying the lead 
Uh, former guest Michael Nestout was at, at the race, and oh, I saw right him on. and said hi to him. Former guest Matt Centrowitz Sr. was at the race. Right I on. talked to him. Okay. Nice. Was the American team running? Edmund Burke was there. Yeah. The American team was running, yes. Yeah, they, they were. Was Chris K there? <laughs> I didn't see him. Okay. He, he might not have gone. Yeah, or he might have just ignored us. Well, this, Joanna, this is not the way it was when we were in college. Oh, they had tents. They had, like, massage tables, all this stuff. It was ridiculous because somebody made a comment. They were like, we got a plastic tarp. Like, you just throw it down on the ground. And now they have, like, these big tents with, like, even with doors and windows and stuff like that. It's crazy. It's it's incredible. They've done such a great job there. Congrats to Brian Fetzer, the director of UVA Cross Country and Track and Field. And uh, Pete Watson uh, is the men's coach there. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they do it. They just do an awesome job. Yeah. One one other development that I thought that I hadn't seen, mm-hmm. and this was this was incredible. They had live scoring, so they had the clock, and then next to the clock was a scoreboard. Every time somebody crossed the finish line, it updated the uh, team scoring oh, wow. and showed you like in parentheses how many people have finished and and what's the current score and all this stuff. That was amazing. Like the 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 updated team scoring. During the race, we used to have to wait like an hour mm-hmm. uh, for somebody to count all the popsicle sticks, <laughs> right. uh, then double check the math, and then post it on like the the, the barn wall. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a different world there. These guys do a phenomenal job. Uh, it's just it's it's an awesome event. It's more than just a race; it's a whole event. And I was sorry I couldn't make it, and I officially apologize, Docs. Mm-hmm. That I couldn't make your birthday party. Apology was, not accepted. It was like a weekend birthday party for mm-hmm. Knox that included this meet. So mm-hmm. we'll tweet out some pictures. We'll tweet out a picture of the cheerleaders on course at Pace the Nation. Yeah. And they I'd, truly were. And I'd love to tell you all how the women's race went. Yeah. But I had to wait uh, for Farley to show up on, on Friday morning. So he made me late for the race and I missed the women's race. Yeah, it's always my fault. <laughs> and congratulations to, to Todd Morgan, too. He's the women's coach there at Virginia. Love our old alma mater, uh, UVA. We are University of Virginia alumnus. Not alumni, it's alumnus. I do know that. Says who? Yeah, well, I think that's the correct vernacular. I'm pretty sure. All right, guys. We just uh, had Rick Nealis come in. Uh, he is in our green room. And we are very excited to be joined by the race director of the Marine Corps Marathon and all the Marine Corps events. It's Rick Nealis here next on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. Now excited to be joined by the race director of the Marine Corps Marathon and all the Marine Corps Marathon events. It's Rick Nealis. Rick, how are you? Oorah. There we go. And that sets the stage. You know, when uh, a Marine gives you a, a hearty oorah, oh, yeah. you know, one, he's motivated, and, uh, you know, we're 30 days out. We're ready to go. You are 30 days out. Oorah. It does get me pumped. You hear a lot of that at the, at the start line. Uh, you guys are, uh, I'm just going to read this. I, I, I found this on your website. You're voted the, the best marathon of the Mid-Atlantic, the best marathon for spectators. The Marine Corps Marathon honors dedication sportsmanship and patriotism of its participants also known as the people's marathon runners from all walks of life participate in marine corps and this is the 41st event sponsored by arlington county love arlington county of course shocker yep uh brooks hondai etna uh and arlington county of course uh host this great event sunday october 30th and we are 30 days out it's hashtag run with the marines 
So a lot there, but you guys are the People's Marathon. Tell me why you're the People's Marathon, Rick. So there's a, a number of things that I think really grasp somebody when you talk about the, the People's Marathon. And one is that there is no prize money. Right. And the Marines, when you come across that finish line, every runner is treated equal. Right. Everybody gets a Marine uh, to put a, a medal around their neck. And there's no prize money, so you don't have the elites that normally uh, maybe take over the, the the chemistry of a race. You know, you talk about New York, Chicago, Boston. You know, you're always talking about who's going to uh, right. be coming across that finish line first. It is important in our sport. You know, it, it is it, it is a sport, and uh, nothing takes away that first, second, third person coming across the finish line. But it also uh, reflects that we uh, honor those who are the last three people to come across the finish line. And we do that, you know, with our special award at the, at 1510. If you ever been on a finish line yep. and see the last runner come across and get the penguin award, it is such an emotional uh, day, uh, the whole marathon. But then you take that one moment where Mrs. McClung, whose daughter, Megan McClung was my first, race director mm -hmm. at Marine Corps uh, Forward in Iraq, killed in combat two months after she put the race on, a Naval Academy grad, part of our all-Marine running uh, program, just a phenomenal individual young lady, uh, and we honor her with this Penguin Award. And it really, uh, I, th I think in that one moment it says it all, that that last person uh, – is really trying to figure out what is happening because right. they want that finisher medal, but this penguin is be, <laughs> is being this penguin stuffed animal is being now given to them. Now it's an actual penguin that they're get, we're giving. That's yeah. they uh, said a stuffed animal. Stuffed animal. Okay, not an actual <laughs> penguin from <laughs> last. We don't have the right temp temperature right, and, and environment for a real <laughs> penguin. That, that is that is really Special. cool. Uh, so, Rick, you, 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 and I think that does exemplify kind of what you guys are about, the, the People's Marathon. You've been the race director of the People's Marathon since 93. Now, you ran it in 81, 82, and 83. 309 PR, man. Are you running that fast these days? I am not. I'll tell you, you know, and even uh, in those days at 309, I was probably on a, a, a 255 pace. Right. And it goes to show back in, in those early 80s uh, as a young Marine, uh, the, the focus was on speed for right. me at those in those years. So it was a lot of speed work. Uh, I, I can belt out that you know that was one milers, but uh, right. nobody was talking about long distance running uh, and and you know putting that long mileage in. So uh, you know absolutely you know at twenty miles, which was used to be uh, Haynes Point, right? Uh, the wall hit. I mean literally. <laughs> right. I mean. It happened in 81, 82, and 83. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, you're probably saying, as a, as a Marine, he's not too smart. <laughs> he keeps coming back and hitting that same wall. <laughs> but uh, that's what happened. And only the thing that saved me, uh, I would have came back in 84 and, and hit the wall again <laughs> if they didn't send me to uh, you know, Kaneo Bay, Hawaii. And I was, uh, you know, so you weren't uh, around for that uh, year's marathon. My streak uh, right, was ended. Well, heed that advice from uh, race director Rick Nealis. You know, start out slow, easy, and, you know, most of the folks aren't going to be running that fast, but there is a wall there. And that last hill, 
is 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 a hill for sure when you go up that Iwo Jima, which is one of the greatest uh, finishes in all of marathoning. Right? It's, it's epic. I mean, yeah. you would not want something else than yeah. to go up a hill your last couple hundred yards, and as you're coming up that hill, looking at that Marine Corps War Memorial, oh, yeah. and then realizing what those Marines did at Mount Suribachi uh, during World War II. Uh, you know, it, it brings, uh, patriotism to you. Yep. Uh, it makes you, uh, humble that, uh, you know, we're going up about 110 feet elevation, the last hundred yards of a, of a marathon. Who does that? The Marines do it. And I think it just makes it a little bit more special when you get that medal, uh, around your neck, uh, you, uh, you really become uh, a part of the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, we absolutely adopt almost yep. every one of those runners who come across because they are experiencing uh, something about our history that is so p- important to the Marine Corps. Yeah, I agree. I've done the race uh, a number of times. My favorite marathon for sure. Um, and another person who's actually done the race, you as a young race director had to, to, to direct, and we'll get into the 41st Marine Corps marathon here in a minute here. But as a young race, race director in 1994, you had Oprah Winfrey run, which is one of the most, if not the most notable, uh, racers in a, of the marathon distance probably ever. Uh, how did that come about? She ran 429.15. pretty good, a pretty good day for Oprah. It, it was, uh, you know, Luck was on my side. I had just a uh, couple months earlier met the race director for the Cooper River Bridge Run down mm-hmm. in Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm, we're talking about the old bridge uh, that you would run across. About 35,000 runners do a 10K point to point. Yeah, that's a great and race. Yep. I, I went to my first Cooper River uh, run, and Julian Smith, the race director, alluded to that he had somebody special and he wasn't going to tell me. And eventually he told me, eventually I was able to get her registration information. (laughs) And, uh, and you know, there was no computers, no text, right? It was a handwritten uh, letter to Harpo production. And basically I outlined to Harpo production, whoever opens up the mail for Oprah that, she had threats on her life about the hormones and the cattle industry and oh, that's beef. Right. And she was going to run Chicago. And I assured her that the Marines would protect her if she came to Washington, D.C. And, and ran with the Marines. Yeah, because she's from Chicago, so that wouldn't seem to make sense. It didn't make sense. Next thing I know it, I get the call. Can you keep a secret? Kept wow. a secret because there was nothing to tell. She really had two requests. One is she wanted bib number 40. And if you remember, in 1994, we used to issue whoever signed up got that the first bib. bib. So I, I t- 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 till this day, I still don't uh, remember who had 40, but he went to like 12,536. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oprah went to 40. And then the second thing was, you know, it was a little talk about, you know, what every runner talks about, even Oprah, you know is the porta potty you know, <laughs> situation. <laughs> and uh, we came up with a solution that she would come in and we would park an RV 
and then put a fence around it and provide the security for Oprah. And, uh, and of course, she would have a, a, a porta potty in the RV. Her own porta potty. So uh, it, that worked. It provided uh, a, a security. And I'll just touch on 1994. You know, I, you, you mentioned I've been directing the Marine Corps for, for 20, the last 24 years. Right. 1994 is the coldest, hardest condition day. Uh, so not not only did Oprah run and uh, you know, and now that's the rally cry of uh, all first timers. Oh, beat. absolutely, beat but, Oprah. Uh, but it was under tough conditions, and uh, so you know, a credit to her. You know, uh, she's not probably coming back. You know, <laughs> a lot of marathoners, it's on a bucket list. And, you know, unfortunately, they do not come back to our sport. But the fact, uh, you know, she, she pretty says what the Marine Corps is. I mean, she's the people's marathon. She's it. She did. She, we get about ten to 12,000 first-timers at Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. So these are people who never experienced a marathon, never experienced probably a race over 20,000 runners uh, on a course. And that's, I think, what is the hallmark of of the Marine Corps, that the Marines are out there taking care of you at those water points, aid stations, uh, course marshals, and basically allowing the runner to focus on putting one foot in front of them and just focus on running. And if you're a first timer, Mm -hmm. when you come across the finish line, you got a PR. Nope. <laughs> so true. it's so whether it's four hours or five hours, you're going to get a PR, and uh, and then from there you can build on. So really take in the first year experience, enjoy the run, take in the sights, the monuments, the beauty of Washington D.C. It is fall; the leaves are changing. There's such power, and then you know the the tourists and the, yep. and the and the people who are out along our course is just an incredible experience. So, in some ways, don't rush through it. Yep, and uh, and just take it all in. And yeah, I, I agree, Rick. And, I, and one of the that's you know since '94, some of the things don't change about the marathon. And we're going to talk about a lot of things that do change and how your job has changed. But the power of the event. You mentioned the crowd support. You mentioned the power of running up Iwo Jima, getting a medal from a Marine. You're always there at the finish line. All that stuff and that inspiring day doesn't change. But how we get there, Rick, has changed significantly. Uh, And I want to touch on a a few things. Um, I feel like your job has changed from race director to, like, transportation coordinator. Is that that fair now? But that would be uh, uh, kind of a a fair uh, assessment of, of this year. There's two things. You used the word change, Chris, yeah. and you know, and there was change that was known. The change of us moving our venue from Washington D.C. to the Gaylord Resort mm-hmm. National Harbor, and that's the expo, and then that's the uh, official hotel of the event is going to be at the Gaylord at National Harbor, right? That is, and yep. we can come back to yep. that yep. change, yep. which was known and was going to give me, you know, some challenges sure. to make that work for the runners and you know so that's what our focus was on for about uh, the first six months of, of the year from coming out of uh, last year's race the change the unknown was what happened on may 19th when metro safe track maintenance plan was announced and coming up to that announcement 
we were kind of uh, assured that we might be uh, still kind of grandfathered and receive a two-hour early opening. What we found to be false is that we, as along with the Nats, Bruce Springteen uh, concerts, uh, have all been wrapped up into this no early openings, no late openings, and it's all with the Metro Safe Yeah, because usually you guys pay, and a lot of people don't understand this, you guys pay to have that Metro opened at 5 a.m. That is correct. And, and, and now that's not going to be the case. So it's open at 7 a.m. like it usually is on a Sunday. That is correct. So we pay. And you would think, and, and they would make, and they make a profit uh, sure. on the Marine Corps and our runners who uh, use that system. Uh, but you know, again, uh, I, I think it goes back to uh, you know, uh, uh, as you look at the Metro uh, organization and uh, and the CEO uh, who hasn't uh, given out any uh, exceptions to the rule yep. is that safety is still you know paramount that you know they, they have to make these maintenance uh changes and additions and improvements and in the name of safety and you really can't argue anytime it's you know the runner safety uh our spectators safety the marine safety so once you uh, understand that you know we are not going to get the openings we had to get uh, creative and you know one the first creative is that when you look at Marine Corps, there's five times on our our timelines. If you get into the the weeds of putting on a race, mm-hmm. you have a hand cycle wheelchair start, and those uh, competitors go about three minutes a mile. You got the marathon start, you have a a ten k start, and then you, of course you got the ten k and the marathoners coming across the finish line. You put on that uh, a a place on the map, crossing the 14th Street Bridge, getting out of Washington D.C. at mile 18 at 1:15 p.m. and that is not negotiable. That 1:15 has to be met when all our our runners have to get across the 14th Street Bridge. So you take a look at where that is on your course. You basically take the 14 minute per mile yep. that we advertise that every runner has for at least 14 minutes per mile to finish the course. And then you start to come back and say, how can we make this work? The first thing was you would have to take mileage out of DC. And we took about two and a half miles from rock Creek parkway. Okay. And we're going to put it on the end of the course. Early in the in the program, we talked about we love Arlington County. Right, right. Let me tell you, they, they, we get we'll say that again. We right. love Arlington County. The the police uh, captain Daly, yep. who, who is our uh, unified commander, uh, really knew we were in a bind. And you know, it's easy to wash your hands and say it's not my problem; it's the Marine Corps problem. He is just the opposite, and the people in Arlington said, no, we're going to help you find a solution. So the first thing they came up with is allowing the race course to go longer in Crystal City. Normally, we would turn at 23rd Street. Right. This year, we're going to turn in 26th Street. So we pick up about six-tenths of a mile. 
in the beginning of the course, uh, when you're at about mile two, and you would make a, a right-hand turn from Lee Highway onto Spout Run. Now we're going to go into the Kirkwood section and pick up about another eight tenths to a mile there in of the course in Arlington. Uh, so A little after two miles, yep. So in the beginning of the race, we got an addition from Arlington to go into a, a neighborhood that uh, I think it's uh, will uh, add some you know uh, some beauty to the course, and then of course at the end, uh, we still were about two miles short, right? And the only other of my thirty-three jurisdictions that I have to get. Uh, permission so if you know i say 33 i'll just put in perspective normally if you're at new york chicago boston the mayor of that city just looks at his police department and 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 uh right public works and says make this happen and everybody kind of gets in line because the mayor wants it to happen we don't have that you have capitol hill you got parks you've got mpd you've got got every yeah 33 that's incredible and so the pentagon uh, normally has South Pentagon off limits, so the tour buses can get to the nine eleven memorial and a, and a couple other things about the you know the, as you've seen over the years, you know the Army ten miler is no longer in the South Pentagon uh, parking lot, neither is Marine Corps. So we are able to get those roads, the connector, and uh, still make the tour mobile get to the the nine eleven memorial still have an access for people who have to go to work at the Pentagon on that Sunday to get to work and at the same time have our runners uh, get the the mileage to have a 26.2. And, and it is still a beautiful course, Rick. I mean, you can find the course on, at marinemarathon.com. A great course. Uh, big change, though, you, we, we kind of touched on is that now the Beat the Bridge is at the 18-mile. So for all the first-timers out there, you got to run 14 minutes Per mile to 18 miles. And then are they good to go after that? Can they just walk it in after that? Well, uh, good question, Chris. First, they should be thanking me because early in the program, I talked about hitting the wall. Right. right. And that wall is normally at mile 20-ish when we talk about you're out there running on the the first 20 miles of a marathon, but it's really that 10K that where you you get your medal. And uh, (laughs) In this case, you're at about 18.3 when I bring you to the 14th Street Bridge. Uh, those who have run Marine Corps and, or run races in the D.C. area know that that bridge is long and lonely because you, you're not allowed to put anything really no up there. No spectators, no nothing. No, yep, yep. And no bands, no nothing. That, yep. So it's a mile and a quarter uh, of uh, bridge running. So when they actually come off the bridge and if they hit the wall, they're going to be coming right at the, the Pentagon and getting ready to go into Crystal City. Uh, you might be thinking about hitting the wall, but the crowds in Crystal the City energy there is, is amazing. Is, is amazing. Yep. And I think what you're going to experience is another uplift kind of, this is not where I want to fall out. It's right. not where I want to hit the wall. So in some ways, the the 18.3 is, is a... A much better it's a blessing, there. blessing, absolutely, uh, to get uh, to finish the race. You d- still have to do the fourteen minute m- per mile, so mm-hmm. that is a change from years past. When we once you got into Virginia, we took that 
per mile and made it like 18, 19 minutes per mile. So we actually gave you extra minutes for those who uh, would need it. This year, it's 14 minutes a mile. But let's go back for a second, Chris. I think mm -hmm. it's important. We probably judge. The 14 minute per mile does not start when you go across the start line. So the start line this year is a one-hour open, okay. rolling, continuous flow start line. So from so, 7.55 to 8.55, you have it open. Okay. And my 14-minute pace will start at 0, 09 o'clock. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you are going across at 8.30, you basically have 30 minutes in the bank, and it's almost uh, about a, a minute and 40 seconds per mile extra. So you would actually have like 15 and 40 seconds right. uh, at, at, for a pace time. So uh, so there's advantages for those who are on the fence. If you're a 10 or 11 minute miler, this is not a factor. You know, you, mm -hmm. get, you get swept up in the hype of beating the bridge. One of the other things that's coming back and they'll, you know, they might hear the gauntlet. You have to beat the gauntlet. Well, the gauntlet is uh, making a return, and all of that is is kind of a safety uh, mechanism uh, that we are doing around mile 15. So when you're running the Marine Corps Marathon, and if you're falling off the 14-minute pace and you are, are at mile 15, we are going to do a right-hand turn and basically bring you back over the 14th Street on your own pace, and, and basically you are now not a, an official marathon runner, but you're still running, right? And you're not having to go on a straggler bus, and uh, and you're still as long as you can uh, uh, continue to move to get to the finish line, you you will. Uh, that does a, a couple things. One, nobody wants to get on that straggler bus. Sure. So if we can uh, save you not running an extra three miles towards the capital, uh, then it's just an unnecessary. Uh, uh. Well, it, it, yeah, I agree. It really is the, the people's marathon. It's great. You guys are making accommodations. Um, and another change that's happened, we mentioned, we touched on earlier, is you've moved the expo and the official hotel of the, the Marine Corps Marathon now is in National Harbor at the Gaylord. Uh, you were quoted in the Washington Business Journal. It seemed like you were frustrated that, uh, events DC had been kind of bouncing you guys back from and forth from the armory to the convention center, the armory and the convention center. And I know there's a whole lot that goes on beyond behind the scenes, but why did you ultimately decide to move, uh, to, to the Gaylord? Well, Chris, you know, it's in 2005 was the first year, uh, the Marine Corps marathon left Virginia, mm -hmm. uh, to go into, uh, DC and uh, and and going making that uh, commitment uh, initially was that you know you got to get into the rotation of getting into the convention center, and you know sure. you have to basically wait two years or three years to get in, and then you know that's where you're going to be, and and we're going to get this hundred and ten thousand square foot you know hall venue right and uh so the first couple of years you know we went to the dc armory which is sixty-eight thousand square feet we sell that out uh, you know it is a dc armory the national guard is in the basement you know uh those who 
grew up uh, in the in the late 50s or 60s and you go into that uh, armory uh, floor that's what it looks like it's an old you know sure. it's just an old gymnasium yeah. and uh, you know covered with the bleachers and so on it it you know it, it worked in 2005 i mean immediately you know you go you just had a flashback you know that was the year of katrina right and we're making our first you know move to come into dc and most people probably don't remember that we brought people from Katrina to D- to wow. Washington D.C. and they were housed in the, at, the in, at the armory. And their uh, initial back then was, well, you can't have the facility. It's like, well, where do you have a packet pickup for thirty thousand runners? You know, uh, they didn't give much solutions back then, and that kind of was maybe. A, a thread that went through the next 11 years. And what we found was that, you know, they have things about citywide and it's about putting people in the hotel, you know, occupancy rates and so on. But, you know, uh, let's not lose uh, sight of what we're talking about. This is not uh, a Washington, D.C. charitable event. No. This is United States Marine Corps putting on an event you know, our nation's at war, you know, uh, it's a patriotic event. It's the fourth largest marathon in the United States. It's behind New York, Chicago, Boston. I cannot believe that in those cities that those events would be delegated to a second or a third tier <laughs> yeah. convention center. Uh, yeah, and, and the economic impact that you bring to the city. A hundred million dollars. hundred million dollars. You know, it's 30, 30, around $30 million for the weekend that our runners are yeah. putting in hotels and restaurants, buying, you know, uh, goods and services. And then that trickle down, you know, gets you up to a hundred million. So if oh, they- we love it. I mean, we love it at Pacers. We'll talk <laughs> about some of the help you're giving <laughs> us too. So, I mean, I get it. I don't understand why they don't make it a tier one event. You know, uh, and I, uh, and that was probably my frustration. Uh, yeah. I, I just didn't get it. Uh, I think I used the word. I didn't feel the love. Yeah. That's what uh, it says in the Washington uh, Business Journal uh, article. And we'll tweet out that article. <laughs> it's a good article that Rick is uh, very candid in and we'll tweet it out at Pace the Nation. So uh, about the, a couple of years ago, the Marine Corps was looking at uh, – there's another thing that the Marine Corps puts on is that we love our birthdays. November 10th, 1775 is the, the birth date of the Marine Corps, and we celebrate that. We get up in our dress blues and our tuxes, and we put our medals on, and our wives and ladies get dressed up. And uh, it's just a phenomenal event that we do every year. And a couple of years ago, it, it moved to the Gaylord. And we took notice, and we thought, well, let's take a look at it. And uh, the f- square footage is going to be there for us. The holding a press conference yep. is in one building. You know, our carbo dining in is in one building. You know, when you had our race course, race headquarters in Washington D.C., uh, people still had to go about two miles to the D.C. Armory by metro. If you went to the convention center, you went there by metro. Uh, there was no real parking at the convention center. So there was things that the Gaylord uh, and the newness of the Gaylord, you know, offered to us. Uh, you know, at the time, we didn't even 
factor in or probably even know about you know the, the MGM and, right. and what they were doing uh, to make even a more of an experience at the Gaylord. So uh, you know, in the event business, if anybody, you just don't get a hotel or a hundred thousand square feet right. of, of ball space. You know, in one year, it, it's it's a couple years out that you do this planning, and normally in the, in the hotel business, you know, you're five years, seven, ten years down the down the down the pike, uh, picking your dates and, and locking in with those hotels. So that was the first one. So what the runners are going to see is uh, very, uh, what I say, uh, we're an international race, 10th largest in the world. So when our runners from all 50 states and around almost 60 countries come and go to the National Harbor, it is a first-rate class experience. So we're actually putting our best foot forward for them as they approach. Uh, you have to get to the Gaylord. Yes, there is not metro. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're providing free transportation mm -hmm. from three metro stations. Eisenhower, which is the yellow line. If you're on Van Dorn, yellow or blue. And if you're at Branch, you're on the green line. So from those three nodes... We will bus runners, spectators. You just get on the bus. It's free, and we'll take you over to the Gaylord, and we bring you back. Uh, so really no extra cost from any great. runner that would have been doing the same thing probably uh, if we were at the D.C. Armory or at the convention center. The, uh, the other thing is that we know we're moving a lot of people. You know, there's other options. You know, there's the water taxi in Alexandria. If you're down in Alexandria in one of the hotels, I'd probably take the water taxi over and take the free bus back to the metro uh, on the return. Uber is going to be doing a lot of business. We've reached out to them. We have a sponsorship deal with them. And, you know, and what that does, Uber basically is not taking up parking spaces. So they're coming in, dropping people off, and leaving. And then if you do POV in on our website, lists where you can go park. At the Gaylord is about six thousand to seven thousand parking spaces, uh, but really, the if you're smart, you would park at a metro station, use those three nodes that we, uh, you know, are, are advertising, and 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 just relax on the bus. It's a couple more minutes, but you know what? You're on there with other runners, and runners like to talk to other runners right. and and get your you know. Uh, you might find somebody who's in your age group, and you can get your game face on and start, uh, you know, tell them that you're going to make a move at mile 18, and just do runner trash talk and, right. and have some fun about it. Or you could listen to our podcast. Or you could listen, yeah, you could listen to Rick on the podcast. Well, you know, another thing, and you guys are being super accommodating. And what you, you you've realized that the Gaylord has got some challenges getting in there, but a beautiful facility when you get in there. One of the things that, Joanna, I'll have you talk about, uh, one of the things that they are doing is having packet pickup at the Pacers running locations in, uh, in D.C. at the Navy Yard store and also at Clarendon. Uh, tell us about, Joanna, you, you tell us about that because it's one of your stores that has a packet pickup. <laughs> yeah, that's true down Navy Yard. So if you spend $125 on Brooks footwear, apparel, or accessories at uh, Pacers, then uh, we'll pick up your packet for you. So you don't have to go to the Gaylord. You can just come to Clarendon or Navy Yard. 
And uh, we'll have a little expo teak in those stores uh, during the packet pickup time as well with some of our vendors offering deals. And so that'll be uh, Friday, October 28th and Saturday, October 29th. And again, not to take away from, you're just giving the the, uh, the, the runners another option. And it's also at, at, at Potomac River Runnings, a couple of locations of, of theirs as well. So, I mean, I, we really appreciate that. And another example of how it is the People's Marathon and accommodating people. Well, we really want to embrace, you know, what, you can't have runners without running stores who yeah. are, you know, properly, you know, getting them in the right shoes and the right clothing and, uh, and Pacers does that. And, you know, and when this opportunity, you know, came that, you know, we can give something back because, you know, that's part of my mission statement. You know, it's, you know, showcase the Marines organization skills, promote health and fitness. But it, the, the third triad is my community goodwill and what pacers does in the communities of the metropolitan dc is phenomenal and so us to be able to partner with them you know i hope uh, a couple thousand people come sure. into, uh, into the stores and take opportunity of Me this too <laughs> <laughs> and we also for the first time this year did a mail out and we have about a thousand runners who took us up on the mail out so they'll get their packets you know delivered to their their homes and uh, so, we, you know, we're doing – this is a year of change. We're really trying yep. to be innovative and uh, and accommodating. Uh, and, you know, so nothing should take away the runner's game face for Sunday. You shouldn't show up on Sunday saying, oh, I had a, a horrible experience, you know, with the packet pickup or right. the expo. I want just the opposite. I want you to be able to say, oh, I want to mail out. I want to go to Pacer Store. I want to go to the expo and do those things because there are a lot of good things for for first timers and any marathoner to go see symposium speakers and uh, you know and that's where the pasta party is and you know there's a runner's brunch and we do d- different things that if you want to experience the whole uh, you know the marathon used to be. The marathon right that's what it's about now it's, a whole it's an event, event. Of the it, there's weekend. so yeah. many things going on yeah and i'm glad you brought that up you got the 10k you got the kids run which i i feel like have grown and you sell out the 10k so quickly where's the 10k starting and finishing this year first time the 10k will come back to northern virginia so there's it, it will start in the north pentagon parking lot at 9 15 nice for the history of the 10K, it always started the same time as the marathon. And that was, you know, to accommodate, to get everybody uh, across the finish line. But now, uh, at 9.15, the 10Kers can sleep in now, a I little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't have to rush. Right. You know, let those marathoners get to the start line, and, and then you yep. just take those metro. But you're going to be able to run first four miles of the marathon course if you're from northern virginia and especially if you're from arlington one of the roads that you don't normally get to run on is spout run never we it's an impossible permit to get we know that so it's it's that's awesome <laughs> so that you're able to do this that. is a rare opportunity. opportunity absolutely uh i know it's trees and uh you know and uh, it's a it's a downhill going down Beautiful. that road so but if it goes down, something has to go up. <laughs> right. So you will uh, come back up. You will come back <laughs> up. But it's a it is an opportunity to run on a piece of uh, terrain in this area 
and as Chris said, that you'll probably never, never get that permit that we get. Uh, so it's a real opportunity, and it was only, again, we love Arlington County uh, <laughs> because they uh, accommodate us to keep Lee Highway open a little bit longer for runners, and this keeps Spout Run open longer for and, runners. And it really is a family affair. Uh, you got the kids' event. Is that on Saturday? If you're thinking about running in the kids' event, if you got you got little ones between yeah. ages of five and twelve, get signed up. Yeah, I'm not trying to scare you, but we are having a community outreach with schools out there who are banging down our door to use this with their PTA, and schools are gobbling it up hundreds and two hundred, uh, you know pieces of uh, of the of the bibs we only put about 3600 runners out on the course mm-hmm. and we are very very close to closing Selling out do you guys id check for that kids race why are you trying to run it? <laughs> uh no i, I don't yeah. think we do <laughs> yeah but- cool good to hear <laughs> Um, well, it, I mean, it's just a number of events, and, and you can find all this on marinemarathon.com. Um, you've got a great team. Uh, well, quickly, I just want to go through because we, we love your team at Pacers Running. you got your Deputy Angela, Operations Brett. Mark and Tammy kind of do media and communications. Uh, you got uh, Ken... Ken and uh, I'm not sure what Ken and Jim. Jim Ken Jack- is our uh, logistics, logistics guru, guru and, and Jim. And Jackson. Jim, he does the business. It does the business side. So it, it is a whole operation. And some of the other events, the guys that that uh, Rick and the team put on uh, the 1775. You 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 mentioned it's, it offers guaranteed access for uh, Marine Corps Marathon uh, run uh, runners if you run in that uh, the Run Amok event. Uh, the try and 12k, the turkey oh. trot they put on. So you guys have got a whole series of it's not just the Marine Corps Marathon and 10k and kids event. It's a whole series that keeps you busy all year round. And our try, yeah, did I, I mentioned the t- try you, and 12k? Yeah, but yeah. in our try, yeah, you actually swim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, zing. Oh my. No. Uh, what you know? And I wanted to ask you this, Rick. We, we talked about your team, and and I'm sure you're not the one who's behind this, but. I love your Instagram page, and you know what those? Do you know where you you know that you they put two pictures, and you have to find what's different in each of the pictures. You you take out a couple things, you Photoshop a couple things out. I assume you're not doing that. Uh, what do you call those things, Docs? Um, you mean the thing that you have in in Highlights magazine? Yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of like in Highlights magazine, where you look at uh, one picture and then you look at the other picture, and you you can see like what three things are missing. Joanna, why would he make that assumption that I'm not <laughs> not the one doing that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what are you. I'm a, a dinosaur. All right, I think it's creative. I, I just, ha- you know, because I'm sitting here with my crayon book or something. <laughs> No, it is real. It's what just one of the things, and that they're on Instagram at Marine uh, Marathon there too. Uh, so, who does that for you guys? She's a whiz. Kimberly, yeah. Kimberly is uh, my social media uh, expert, yeah. and she uh, and she is all over and 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 comes up with these phenomenal fun yeah. things, things yeah. that really you know for the millennials. I mean, yeah. she's in that in that group. In that crowd. I'm just just a little out of that 
Yeah, you boxed. and me both are a little I'm out of the box. Just it. for the record, uh, Farley handed this picture to Joanna. We're done. She's done. She's she's playing the game now. Yeah, she she can't talk for the rest of the uh, <laughs> the program. She's hooked. She's, she's hooked. hooked. Yeah. She's a millennial. She's she's into it. So you nailed it. Good good work. So I shouldn't tell you that when uh, our runners are out on the course to show you that I am, <laughs> no. I am with the the modern. There's six Pokemons out on... Wow. No, no I'm not going <laughs> to no. tell you where they're at now. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to find them. That's awesome. Well, you got a great team over there, and I, I wanted to... And we could talk to Rick for forever, but I, I wanted to uh, get him out of here on... on uh, one, one thing that I... You know, the, the race directing business is filled with uncertainty, and one of the things that I thought you guys did a phenomenal job of in 2012 when... Hurricane Sandy hit on October 26th. The race was October 28th that year. The mayor of Washington, D.C., Vincent Gray, declared a state of emergency, and President Obama signed that on uh, on uh, the, the next day or two days later. The race still went on, and did you guys get that race done? Because obviously New York was canceled uh, that year. Did you yep. guys get that race done by the skin of your teeth, or how it, tough was that? Well, if you if you remember that day... You know, again, there's two things uh, that I normally talk about in uh, in combat. You have the fog of war mm-hmm. that your plan basically is thrown out the window because your you know the fog of war will change things. That really is the fog of events. You know, you have this operational plan, and soon as the game's on. Things are happening, you know. You uh, got to react, and you yeah. have to react. Yeah. So, uh, in in this situation with the the hurricane, you know, and well, I'll, I'll back up. And one thing that we do at, with United States Marines is that we have our the United States Navy provides our corpsman, our, our medical uh, field, and they also provide our chaplain to the Marine Corps. And uh, one of the things the chaplain is uh, commanded. By the, the you know the the marine hierarchy is to provide great weather and because uh, <laughs> he has he, he knows somebody and he was able to you know basically uh, do that for us so we give him credit uh, for that day but if you go back and the the runners who ran on that day we were in the eye of the storm right it was a phenomenal it was a great day, day to run <laughs> I mean being on the on the on the start line and said. I want to go run. It was calm. There was no wind. Uh, the sky had a, uh, a ominous, ominous feel, but beautiful. Ominous. Yeah. And uh, so the fact that we were able to pull that off, uh, you know, is, is incredible. You know, the, the storm actually hit about uh, about zero three on on Sunday. So when you're a race director and you've been up for about a week with no sleep, <laughs> right. and you get the call that. They're going to shut the base, and you got to come home. And it's like, who who's calling? Yeah. And then you look out the window and, and said, okay, uh, the hurricanes is coming. But a, a funny story is that you know. So we were very fortunate to to get our that race in. So our you runner. said zero three. They oh, call. Uh, zero three is the the Marine Corps uh, three a.m. command duty okay. Oh, okay. Uh, was calling me from Quantico and okay. said, let's get the Marines oh, back. So it's not because three, the hurricane. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, but. When it was all done and, and you put on events and, you know, you have your permits and you go out a day, two, three days later and you walk the terrain that you have with your, you know, with the National Park Service and so on. 
uh, in my probably 23 years, that was the first time we got a clean bill of health. Because <laughs> I don't know where all the trash from Hurricane Sandy went. It might have went up uh, to New Jersey or New York. But we, we, in Virginia, it was clean. It was washed away. Yeah, it was clean. It was the, the cleanest uh, cleanup ever. Uh, on that Monday, Tuesday morning uh, of the storm. So I didn't even think about, so, you know, I mean, this was a a potential national, like, event, a disaster. So they would pull your Marines off of your event to actually, you know, do things that were, you know, not event-related. Well, we were faced with that. Uh, You know, I think it goes back, you know, really from uh, 9-11, you know, since that year, 2001, every year uh, going forward, we have been faced. Uh, some are publicly known what we were uh, challenged with, some not so much. You know, and we've, we've taken the, the mindset that if we can get this race in uh, and do it safely and, 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 and uh, we, we will operationally pull it off. And, you know, we did that with 9-11. You know, we were able to get the Pentagon was a crime scene, yep. you know, up to that Tuesday of our race and, and, and get it on. You know, you look at 2002, we were we had two individuals shooting people, you That's know, right. the snipers, you know, uh, and, and we were worried about our kids. And, we, you know, we didn't know where these people were and how we were going to put on a race. And we put the race on in 2002. 2003, our nation went to war. 2004 was an election year. And it was the first time we used the metal uh, uh, metal, metal detectors right. from TSA. Yep. And that's the first time I realized how many people carry weapons. How many people who are runners, who are physically fit, who are in law enforcement mm-hmm. and are required to call, uh, uh, conceal and, and, and carry a weapon. But until 2004, that was a scary uh, right. expo. That meter was going off <laughs> right, and off and time. off, right. and the volunteers are right. quitting. And, <laughs> right. and it was uh, you know, a pretty uh, an eye-opener experience. You know, and then we go into 2005, and it's Katrina. 2006, I think, is uh, 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 Parks uh, was laid out at rest at the Capitol building, and they took away – you know, part of my course. Right. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. And then know? a government shutdown every other year. Sequestration, and just, yeah, government yeah. shutdown. And now, you know, wow. now this year, Metro. Metro, this is going to be easy for you, Ray. I, I realize now. <laughs> and last year, we hit a deer with the Metro. <laughs> I mean, now that now that you bring all this stuff up, I mean, this year is a cakewalk compared to, you know, putting put, changing the expo space and... You know, maybe uh, trans transporting people a little differently. This will be no problem. No problem. No problem. You. You know, when yeah, we were doing these uh, interviews and and talks, Chris. You know, I had a full head of hair, and sitting here today, <laughs> you're probably saying, "Now I know why he's bald or something." Yeah. Well, you do an amazing job. I can't wait for 30 days. It's the best race in the country, the fourth largest race in the country, uh, marathon in the country, I should say. It's the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, it's going to be October 30th this year. It's the People's Marathon. Hashtag run with the Marines. You can find all the information at marinemarathon.com. Uh, Rick, I really appreciate you joining us, man. Thank you for making the, the trek here to Arlington from uh, Quantico. But now that I know you love Arlington so much, it won't be that hard to get you in. We'll not, get you on this show uh, frequently then. Not at all. I yeah. mean, the, all, this is all about either come out and run, Yep. marathon, 10K, if you're – 
not there yet. There's opportunities to volunteer. What a way to give something back to your community and to the sport. I'll guarantee you if you're out there handing water and uh, high-fiving these runners, you're it's going to be a life-changing experience, yep. and you're going to you know probably come back to running in some form. And, you know, if you don't want to volunteer, just come out and, and be part of the energy that day, you know, and, and just take in. You know, we say to People's Marathon, when you look at who's running, you know, from the ages of uh, 14 and probably somebody will be in, in their 90s, yep. all shapes and sizes. You know, some people are running fast to go to Boston. They want that Boston qualifier. Others are running for a charity. A lot of our runners are remembering those who are in, on that hallow ground at Arlington Cemetery. There's a lot of patriotism. It doesn't have to just be Marine Corps. This is uh, really uh, reaches over, uh, you know, military uh, yep. service. And, and, you know, the sort of patriotism is there. And if I did mention once, October, what a time of year to run. The leaves are changing. We used to call it Indian summer. Uh, it's been a little warm uh, the last year, a couple of years. So, uh, well, you, but you got you've got your guy who's going to dial up the weather again this year. So, <laughs> so you, you'll be in good shape. Thanks, Chris. Well, th- thank you. That's Rick Neal. As we are proud to have him join uh, us here on Pace the Nation. It's the Marine Corps Marathon Race Director Rick Nealis. Thanks again, Rick. Hoorah. There he goes. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Rick Nealis, the race director of the Marine Corps Marathon, for joining us today on Pace the Nation. You know what my takeaway from that interview was? No. That the uh, Marine Corps Marathon is open to riders, and I can't wait to see how much we can negotiate to get into the race next year. Riders? Yeah. Well, uh, Oprah had two riders. <laughs> her, her rider was the uh, porta potty the personal gotcha. porta potty and her rider <laughs> was the number 40. Yeah, I feel like true. between the three of us, we can do much better than that. <laughs> we, def- we definitely can. All right. We'll hit Rick up next year when we run that, when we actually all... Uh-huh. Truly run the race. Yeah, next I've heard year. this before. Yeah, I'm remiss that that uh, we didn't bring up the fact that I have a registered entry if, for this race that I'm not going to use. Right. Couldn't We're, I got my money back while he was yeah. sitting here? <laughs> I'm not sure he's the guy who does that, Docs. I don't know though. Hey, he's. he's <laughs> did you hear all the other things that he does yeah, do? Yeah, that's true. It, it, ultimately, the buck stops with him, so you could probably make it happen. Of course, you can pick up your Marine Corps Marathon and 10K race numbers. At Pacers Running, all you have to do is spend $125 on Brooks Gear at enter any Pacers Running location uh, between now and the and the race, and we will pick up your packet and shirt and everything, all the pertinent stuff you need, and have it at the Navy Yard location and Clarendon location on October 28th and 29th, a couple days before the uh, marathon. And we also have the official race gear in Navy Yard and Clarendon, and that's for sale now. Online as well, runpacers.com. And you can find this promo, runpacers.com backslash MCM-PPU. So that's very exciting for for us, and thanks to the Marine Corps Marathon, Rick and his team, and Brooks for making all that possible with the partnership. 
All right, I mentioned that I was rubbing elbows with uh, some Olympic athletes last night. Were any of them offended by that? <laughs> no, I think grossed they were, out. They were all fine. They weren't grossed out by that. The Olympic team was invited uh, to DC, and this is all Olympians, all U.S. Olympians invited uh-huh. to DC. They meet the president today, today as we record here, Thursday, September twenty ninth. Yeah, they meet the president today. Last night. They had an event at Georgetown University, and fortunately, I got a hookup at Georgetown University. Uh-huh. So they brought in all the athletes that were were invited, and I'd say probably you know it was it was probably twenty percent of them uh, who could who actually made it. None of the NBA players were there. Weird. Michael Phelps was not there. He lives so close. I know. Who do you think is President Obama's favorite Olympian? Like, who is he most excited to shake hands with? He likes with? basketball. So, I don't know. Carmelo Anthony? I think he was the MVP of the basketball team. I don't know. What do you think, Joanna? I feel like that's a safe bet because he does really like basketball. But I also like to think that he has, like, a secret, like, guilty pleasure sport that he watches as well. Water, water polo? Yeah, because he's, like, definitely a sports guy. Like, he, he really yeah. likes sports. It's true. Well, Maybe we- he's excited to meet somebody from a track team. Could could be. Maybe we can ask uh, some of the uh, folks I was I was rubbing elbows with. How many times offend, are you going to say this? <laughs> I didn't offend them. Like and 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 another great event that Farley went to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. While we were it's home. Like, oh, yeah. so good of you to have a hookup. Like, don't we have one? Right. Well, I tell you what, Julie. Guess who's not going to see the show for the fourth time? <laughs> let me uh, <laughs> let, let me let me just say that I did mention Pace the Nation to all these athletes that I, I talked to. And they are all. They all will come on to the program. At least that's what they said last night. And that's a binding contract. That is a binding contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to Abby D'Agostino. Mm-hmm. Totally switched on her. She's awesome. Um, <sighs> I, uh, I I take back whatever I said about her before. Now, did you guys discuss what you said before? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just told her about our podcast, and she's going to come on our podcast until she does some research. <laughs> uh, I also <laughs> also talked to 10K runner. Emily Enfield last night as well. Uh, she did a an event with Julie's team the morning of, and did a run from Georgetown. And I wonder if you guys know where she ran because this is one of the things I asked her. Well, she is a former Hoya, mm-hmm. so she knows the lay of the land. What do you say, canal? I think she ran in the connector trails. Connector trails. What do you say, Docs? I bet she went to the gym and ran on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, there is a beautiful new J- John Thompson Junior Center, but she actually was going to do the connector trails what? and the canal, but it was too muddy. It's been raining, so she went downtown D.C. and then made a loop and did a little on the canal. She as did well. the tourist route, <laughs> exactly. Huh? A little and, mud on your shoes is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, she got a little mud on the shoes. She could have spiked up for that run. But yeah. mud on your face is a big disgrace. <laughs> Uh, she uh, she committed to coming on the show. She also had dinner. Where do you think she went to dinner? Oh, her her chance to come to Georgetown. I bet you that she went to the uh, taco place that, that that has a red door but doesn't have a name on the front. And it was Wednesday. You do love Taco Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that yeah. is incorrect. Can we have? Can we have a clue? Is it? Uh, is well, Is it a chain? It's an iconic Georgetown spot. Not a chain. That was her second choice. Good what? guess. Why am I on her <laughs> on her second <laughs> choice I list? I don't know. Uh, the tombs was was one of the things she mentioned. But what no, else it wasn't is the, the iconic Georgetown spot? The guards. N- that's cool. 
gone. The guards is gone. <laughs> it was there. And but. Mr. Smith's is gone too, Mr. right? Mr. Smith's. What about El Centro? That's what, what that was. I what I, I was thinking, but that's not an iconic George. No, it's not. Bag. That's I think yeah. where the guards was. We're going down this wormhole uh-huh. or rabbit. It hole is a wormhole of of. Uh, what else where? is in Georgetown? She didn't go to 1789, did she? No. Whole Foods. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get yeah guacamole at Whole Foods. <laughs> George, uh, no, there's no Georgetown Whole Foods, is there? There's yes, that's, that's where we had the guacamole oh, from. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we did have Todd on. Oh, last what's week. that pizza place that's on? Uh, or what's that other place? Isn't oh, there... the cheesecake. No, there's a pizza place, but there's also isn't there a like Jay Paul's or something? Hey, didn't we have somebody tweet to us to say not talk about food on on because <laughs> yeah, we're killing true. his long run? Well, <laughs> we're just talking about restaurants, not necessarily food. Yeah, that's true. All right, where'd she go? We give up. He doesn't know he's stalling because he doesn't know. He has to look it up. All right. Her selection was Martin's Tavern. Oh. It's a great spot for Christmas. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Philomena's is the best place for Christmas. Well, I, I went with my family Christmas Eve. And this was, and this is all, I got a whole business idea behind this. But this mm-hmm. is the time that my mom found out Julie was pregnant. Because she went there for a Christmas cocktail and ordered a hot chocolate. <laughs> I know that is how you find out. So yeah. wait, what's, that your, is how what's you your business idea? Well, the business idea is if you can have like a wine and you can order a glass of wine that is non-alcoholic and you have yeah, some sort of code called grape juice. <laughs> well, code word that says Far give like, me the non-alcoholic wine. Okay. Uh, guess what? If everybody at the table knows that, they're like, oh, what, 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 you just ordered uh, um, and It's like the wine equivalent of a duels, right? Yeah. Right. Because she's, well, th- th- there should be some sort of hand signal to the waitress. Yeah, but th- everybody else is going to see it, too. Yeah, how are they, how's everyone going to know this, though? Well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a restaurant where <laughs> only the moms of the world know. And it's but then the other moms at the table will know, too. <laughs> yeah, there's some flaws <laughs> in my logic there. I don't know. It was my little, Did, bro- my little brother's idea. So. I, oh, now that now, it's a bad idea, it's your little yeah, brother's. Yeah. Uh, I would say that, that uh, you should pay Joanna and I a consulting fee uh, for <laughs> workshopping this horrible idea with you and saving you the, the tens of thousands of dollars that, that would have put this business under. Well, Martin's Tavern, that's where Emily went. That's where my mom found out she was, uh, Julie was pregnant. Uh, I also talked to um, uh, a medalist there who cut his hair. You guys have guess, guesses who that was? A medalist who cut his hair. Mm-hmm. Who who had hair? He had he had pretty nice hair. Oh oh my gosh, I know who it is. Yeah, I know who it is. Evan Yeager. Yep, yeah, Evan Yeager. He was great. Getting married next week. Uh, really enjoyed talking to him. He said he'd be on the show too. I also talked to uh, fellow steeplechaser Don Cabral. Uh, he made uh, the finals of the steeplechase. He was there, hung out with him. Also talked. He's a Princeton man. Princeton man, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. You are. You are correct. Also <laughs> talked to uh, Robbie Andrews. Mm-hmm. He and lives in Princeton, man. Lives in Princeton, <laughs> and uh, he talked about he was a he was a former uh, UVA Wahoo. Mm-hmm. And he talked a little about Virginia, and he said he'd be happy to come on the program as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be interesting to get his take on Virginia. Wait, I'm confused. Okay, so. Um, why weren't we invited? Well, we've already covered that. <laughs> oh. So the University of Virginia, yes. your mascot or your thing is Cavaliers. It's a Cavaliers. Correct. So what is a Wahoo? I'm really confused it's right a, now. We have, we're, it's another uh, nickname for the, for the Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah. So a Wahoo is a Cavalier. A Wahoo is a fish that can drink nine times its weight. So how is that? What is the connection to Cavaliers? Also, we're the Who's. 
because it was rumored that Dr. Seuss owned the house on the hill right. and looked out on Whoville. So you do realize that most schools have one mascot. Well, I would argue hey, that... listen, the Netherlands, Holland, and the Dutch. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, there's other examples like the Stanford Cardinal. What does mm-hmm. a tree have to do with, a, with mm-hmm. the Cardinal? There's a tree running around as the mascot. <laughs> It is. The it's like a Christmas tree. Yes. Yes. It's a Christmas tree. Yeah. So I don't think we're we're totally unique, but yes. Like the Florida State Seminoles are also known as criminals. <laughs> yes, that's wow. a good one. <laughs> wow. Uh, Trip went to Florida State. There you go, Trip. Zing. <laughs> well, he's not listening to this show. Yeah, it's like seven hours point. long. <laughs> that's a good point. All right. So it was a great time uh, over there. I'll get you guys on the guest list in four years when we're doing the announcing. Well, we're the official media partner yes, for Tokyo. By that, by that time, me and Joanna will be considering whether or not we want to put you on the guest list. <laughs> That's very true. You know, well, finally, on that, on that uh, last night, the guys who uh, do the announcing for uh, American Ninja Warrior, they oh, were the hosts. I love that Those show. Those guys are awesome, by yeah. the way. Got a picture with them. Uh, great guys. What they do, I mean, their, their chemistry and the way that the energy they brought, they're, they're really, they're almost as good as us. We're very good. They so could learn a thing or two they from could. this show. They mm-hmm. could. So that was an awesome event at Georgetown uh, last night. All right. You can always call the show. 703-371-9409. Now, when you say you can always call the show, are you saying 24-7? 24-7. Wow. We got a call last night at... I'd say 11 o'clock, and let's uh-huh. play that voicemail Somebody's right now. Somebody's up late. Harley scared me during the Kate Murphy interview. He was way too excited. So that came in from the 202 area code. Uh-huh. That's a district number. Uh, yeah, so a, a Washington, D.C. listener. So thank you. Sorry I scared you. I thought he said Charlie scared me. I think he said Farley. Oh, I was so confused. I haven't listened to that episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I haven't had time. I didn't get it until Monday That's afternoon. Good point. All right. We also had a uh, voicemail from the 917 area code. Come on. you got to be kidding me. The Pace of the Nation mailbox doesn't even have any music or identifiers. you got to be kidding me. This is K-Daddy. You can definitely put this on the air. And we just did, K-Daddy. And no, we don't have any music because I'm worried that we're going to get sued because... We're not uh, going to get sued for Dox, having something on your voicemail. Dox has scared me, uh, yeah, thoroughly you, scared me. You right. could also use our theme song, couldn't yeah. you? That's true. Maybe we'll do that. All right. No, that's a good suggestion. Um, Joanna and I will work on the creativity part of uh, leaving a, a voicemail. We also got a text message. Going to make Joanna do it. <laughs> we got a text message from the uh, 856 uh, talking about the cool iOS 10 features. Uh, the, the, the person said, if I can remember to do this correctly, I'm going to send a meme with confetti. So they sent us a meme with confetti. Yeah, that's from Satya. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, thank you for uh, chiming in, Satya. Mm-hmm. I hate the new iOS system. <laughs> you're just dead wrong. You're wrong on that. It's awesome. Well, that, that's a very spirited debate. <laughs> well, she's wrong. For another show. She's wrong. Uh, are we done? Any travel stories? I don't really have anything. Okay. All right. Good show, guys. Episode number 74 in the books. Thanks again to Rick Nealis, race director of the Marine Corps Marathon. That race will happen October 30th. Hashtag run with the Marines. None of us will be running with the Marines. Unfortunately, Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not, but 
for those of you who do, it's going to be an awesome day, an awesome experience. 30 days until the race. Good luck with your training. Thanks again to Rick Nealis for joining us. All right. For William E. Docks and Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation.